Father God, we just thank you for tonight. We give you praise. Do me a favor. I want you to focus your mind and your attention on God. We've come to listen, to be equipped, uh, to receive what we need, uh, the virtues, the disciplines, the mindsets um, that we need in order to achieve the things, God, that we have agreed with you that we will achieve this year. And we ask, oh God, that you give us grace to absorb your word, open our ears, open up our eyes, open up our hearts to receive your word and let your word birth in us the realities that it's been communicated in the name of the Lord Jesus. Be thou glorified, O oh God. Spirit of God, help us to receive your work with meekness, receive your correction and help us to align into your will in Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, guys, we're doing the sessions so that you can learn wisdom and you can apply wisdom, okay? So the sessions are not just for you to come because last week there was like a lot of ouches. I went for my walk. I've actually kept up with my walk here and there. I've been doing exercises as well. So I'm, I'm doing my bit. So I hope you're also applying. Hello? I hope you are applying. You don't just, in God, wisdom is not just the accumulation of, of information. Wisdom is knowing what to do and how to do it. Wisdom, according to Matthew chapter seven, is the person, a wise person is someone that hears and does, hears and does. So make sure you are applying. So today's word for you. Can I have drum roll, please? Today's word is patience, not procrastination. Patience, not procrastination. Patience, not procrastination. As I was before God, um, saying, "Okay, what what is the new, <laughs> what's the new layer? What layer we add into this?" We've looked at faith. We've looked at vision. We've looked at prayer. We've looked at courage. We've looked at uh, being willing to change. And, uh, uh, and pivot in changes. But also now we're gonna look at patience. How many people think they are patient? Are you a patient person? Are you a patient person? Do you think you need to be patient in um, hitting your goals, your life goals? Is patience uh, an attribute that you, when you think about hitting your goals, do you think, mm, Patience is something that I need. Okay, so patience. When you think about achieving your goal, for example, uh, uh, which is what this is about, achieving our goals for the year, most times we don't think about patience as something that we need um, in order to achieve it because we're just thinking full speed ahead. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. But you know, if you are driving a car and you're just going full speed ahead, but you're not patient enough to make sure one, you're driving at the speed limit, you're going in the right direction, you may be going fast, but how many of you know that it's possible to crash? How many of you know that it is possible to crash? So patience, not procrastination, is a key factor in fulfilling your goals. Patience, and I'm, I'm, I'm very key to say patience and not procrastination it's very very important so how would you define patience how would you define patience when i looked on google because you know you could google 
it says, patience is something that is um, persevering towards a goal. So patience means persevering towards a goal, enduring trials, or expectantly waiting for a promise to be fulfilled. Patience is persevering towards a goal, enduring trials, or expectantly waiting for a promise to be fulfilled. Patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Patience, the capacity to accept or tolerate a delay, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. How many of you have already hit like, a, a, a kind of a, a brick wall this year in your goals. Like you feel like I'm here, this is what I want to achieve. And then here's the brick wall. Anybody? Like you, you finished, <laughs> like you finished, you finished fasting, you finished praying, and you were like, let's go. And then something came up and you're like, nah, this is not, this is not what. It's supposed to happen. After I prayed, I received that bulldozer anointing, and I just expect everything to just move according to my prayers and according to how I want them to go. So what the heck is all of this? I, you know, I find that when we're not patient, we take obstacles as um, when we're not patient, we can miss uh what's the word misdefine i think that's what we can define obstacles as um as stopping points as opposed to stepping stones let me put that put it that way when we're not patient we can miss miss a, i don't want what's that word i'm looking for uh we can we can define an obstacle as a stopping point instead of a stepping stone because we see it as rejection. How many of you have had a door closed in your face and you're just like, oh, I guess maybe I'm not supposed to because this, it's, it's hard. It's, it's an obstacle. Like you just, you just call, a closed door for you is like, okay, then that's, that's it. There's no point. Any of you ever done that before? I've done it before. But when you are patient, when you're in, when you're patient, patience allows you not to respond emotionally or <clears throat> or let the obstacle or the challenge define your next move. When you are patient, you are not you're not so emotional because when you are highly emotional about an obstacle or a thing and you're, it's causing you anxiety, you end up making illogical decisions and illogical actions. Any of you ever done that where like, you're like, oh, I guess it's not meant to be. And then you, you like change everything. And when you finally come down, you're like, it, it, it didn't actually have to be that. It wasn't actually that serious. And then you start feeling silly. Anybody? I wish you guys would put your cameras on and turn your camera and turn your mics off because we've all done it. At one point or the other, we've just like, let me show you what scripture says. Let me show you what scripture says. Let me give you scripture. Uh, let's look at Hebrews. We're going to start with Hebrews chapter six. Hebrews chapter six. 
Somebody type, I need patience. Hebrews chapter six. And then we're gonna go to verse nine and read down. The word of the Lord says, but beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation. There are things that accompany salvation, though we speak in this manner. For God is not unjust to forget your labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Now, most of the time we speak about faith, you need faith to be able to accomplish something. But this scripture tells us that actually faith alone doesn't achieve what you want to achieve. Faith and patience. And if you understand how both of those words work, they almost seem like opposites, don't they? Like faith is very like now, let's get it now. And patience requires you to be able to allow for the timing of God. While you believe for the now, you trust the timing of God. Are you with me? Are you with me? So he's saying to them, first of all, in verse 10, it says, God is not unjust to forget your work or labor of love, which you've shown towards his name. How many of you have ever been upset with God? Because in your mind, and maybe it's even true, you have served. You've done the fasting, you've done the praying, you've attended church, you've given to the poor. Like you literally have receipts of the things that you have done. And then when things don't go your way, you're like, what's the point? And we need to grow beyond that. We need to grow beyond that. And I'm not even going to come for that necessarily right now, although I really want to, but I'm not going to come for that yet. I'm not going to come for that yet. I'm going to come for you another day about that. But this is what he says. He says, God is not unjust to forget your labor of love, to forget everything that you've been doing. And he says there, and he says, he, with the love, the labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, so for him, and also to the saints, so the brothers and sisters in Christ, and do. So it's not, it's not what you did, but it's also what you're doing. And he says, and then he says, I desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of your hope until the end. I don't expect you to stop his voice here. I expect you to show that you still have assurance up until the end. And then he says that you do not become sluggish. You don't become sluggish. You don't become tired. You don't become lethargic in your service. But imitate those, imitate those who through faith, who believed in the now and patience, trusted in God's timing, inherit the promise, inherit the promise. And then he went into um, how God promised Abraham and all that kind of good stuff. But the scripture tells us there that we need faith and patience to inherit the promise. You need faith and patience to inherit the promise. Now, when a lot of people think about patience, patience for them seems sluggish. Patience, but if you read through scripture, every time you see the word patience, it doesn't always mean just waiting idly. So for example, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse one, a scripture you will all know. Hebrews chapter 12, verse one, would you look there with me? Hebrews 12, verse one. It says, therefore, since we are all surrounded 
by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with what? What does your version say? Some say endurance. Another one says patience. It's the same thing. The word patience then means endurance. So when you think about the word patience in this context, it's put the word run with patience. Run doesn't mean standing still. Run means keep pursuing the vision, keep pursuing the goal, but do it with endurance. Do it with patience. Endurance means regardless of the challenges you face, look to what you're doing and keep running ahead. The obstacle is not a full stop. The obstacle is not to stop you. The obstacle is to really determine whether you really desire what it is you're going for. If a challenge comes and stops you, the question is, do you really desire it? Do you really believe what you say you want? The Bible says about Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. When you go through pain, when it's not as smooth as you thought it would be, are you going to give up or are you going to endure? Somebody say, I need patience. I need patience. I need patience. Uh, uh, one of the um, Greek word for patience, I can't say it, but I'm going to try. It's the macro to male, M-A-K-R-O, M-A-K-R-O, T-H-U-M-E-O. And that word means to have patience, to be patient, to exhibit internal and external control in a difficult circumstance, to exhibit internal and external control in a difficult circumstance which control could exhibit itself by delaying an action. So in a, in a time where you feel like you face delay or in a time where you're facing a difficulty, patience can be seen in the Greek word to be to exhibit internal and external control. Are you able to face a challenge in something you really desire and choose to be patient, to endure? not to throw everything out, not to throw a tantrum, not to, but to be like, you know what? I'm going to endure. I know this is an obstacle, but I'm not going to let this obstacle stop me. Instead of it being a, 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 a stopping point, I'm going to use it as a stepping stone. Because what impatience, impatience frazzles you. Do you know that impatience? Let me give you a, a real life example. When we show up to church in the morning and things are not going well with setup, I know this has the ability to frazzle me. When the speakers are not working or the camera's not working and things are not working out, or, or maybe the worker, the workforce are late and things are running there, I know it has the opportunity to frazzle me. It has the opportunity to make me impatient. So what do I do? I reduce my words because I'm gaining control on the inside of me to know that I'm not going to let this be an issue. I'm going to figure out what is within my control and I'm going to focus on what's within my control while I trust God with what isn't within my control. It's not within my control when people get there. 
Are you with me? What is within my control? What do we have to use? Because the end goal is not the sound equipment. The end goal is our worship to God. Are you with me? So patience is also an attribute of self-control. It's, it's, it's ability to exhibit internal and external control in a difficult situation. It will be false for me to tell you that there is not going to be difficulties when you have goals. It's gonna be a lie. But you can prepare for those things by making sure you use all the things that we've spoken about, but also this skill of patience. We are in month two. Things can have happened in this month too that if you're not careful, you can let the second month of the year determine the rest of the 10 months. You're not supposed to achieve everything in this month. If you do, great, but you literally have 10 more months to be able to achieve things. It doesn't mean that you are lax with time, but you don't let uh, the pressure cause you to be impatient because a lot of people make mistakes because of impatience, because they allow themselves to be anxious, allow themselves to be frazzled, and not allow patience have its perfect work. And so that, that word for patience that we saw there is the word in Hebrews chapter six, verse 12. It says, be imitators of those who through faith and patience. That word patience there is, you need faith, believe in it further now, but you need the patience of the internal and external control in the face of difficulty. Another word for uh, uh patience that you see in Hebrews chapter 12 that we read, it says run with patience, is that word hupomone, that's H-P-O-M-O-N-E, H-P-O-M-O-N-E. Now this word patience there means um, perseverance, endurance. So the first word is internal and external control in a difficult situation. This other word for patience means the perseverance, the endurance. A patient frame of mind. An enduring, the act of suffering. Remember in um, First Corinthians chapter 13, it says, love is patient, love is kind. Yes. First Corinthians chapter 13. And a particular version uses the word long suffering for patience. I'm trying to find the version that says that. If your version says it, let me know. But another version for patience, another word for patience is long suffering, ability to withstand and endure, not succumb, but endure. Patience is the ability to endure and not succumb. Are you with me? To endure, that's right. Thank you um, to me. So the NKJV version says love suffers long or is long suffering. So, and that, that is not to, and that's another word for patience. That doesn't mean that you succumb to the challenges, 
but you're saying, you know what, I'm going to withstand the pressures. I'm going to withstand because I know my desired outcome. I'm not going to let this stop me. Are you with me? So that's another way. It's endurance. Many people don't want to endure. The give up game is too easy. It's too quick. It's too quick. We need backbone. <laughs> we need backbone. We need to understand that, yes, we are facing, we have our goals, but our goals will invite challenges. But the challenges are not to um, discourage you. They can if you let it, but they're not to discourage you. They're to reveal the treasures that are really inside of you. Let me put it this way to you. In the book of James, chapter one. James chapter one, from verse two, the Bible says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. I need you to see something. In Hebrews chapter six, verse 12, it says, be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. In James chapter one, it's saying, when your faith is tested, do you know that your faith will be tested? That your belief that you can receive and achieve something will be tested. But the testing of your faith in itself is not to shut down your faith, but it is to produce from your faith patience. Remember, Hebrews chapter 11 says faith is now. So now I want my healing. Now I want my financial breakthrough. Now I want this. Faith is now, and it doesn't negate it. However, the testing of your faith will produce an element that you desperately need so that the enemy does not entice you out of the promise. And that is patience. Do you know what patience does? Patience allows you to say, I'm going to wait on the Lord and I'm not going to take an alternative. Do you get that? Y'all are awfully quiet. I feel your quietness. Do you get that? That patience says, I want it God's way. And I'm not going to allow the enemy cause me through impatience to compromise, to give up or to compromise. It says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, produces patience, produces patience. The testing of your faith produces patience. Hmm. But what's the point? Why do I have, why do I need to be patient? Why is patience such a, 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 a needed word? And that word patience here is the same word as endurance, or it's another word for steadfastness. And it says, and let patience have its full work in you so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Patience in itself is needed because for whatever it is that you're desiring, there is the person you need to become in order for you to accurately possess that thing. You see, you may think you may be ready for everything you're desiring, but God said, mm, you're not done yet. You're not done yet. So for example, uh, uh, David is anointed king, 
but there is the processing of him to actually be able to step into kingship. Some of you want promotions at work or you want a particular job, but the process seems to be longer than it needs to be. Yes, we, we pray against delay, but we also need to check God. What character are you trying to produce on the inside of me so that when I do get the job, I'm not a misfit? You know, do you know it is possible for you to get what you're believing for and be misfitted because you yourself haven't been processed? Are you with me? The Bible says, let patience, let endurance have its perfect work in you, in you, so that you can be perfect. Look at Moses. God wanted him to be the deliverer, but he had to go through process. And it is patience that processes you. Patience actually works something on the inside of you. Patience reveals you, my goodness. Patience reveals you whether God is really Lord of your life or whether what you're believing for is Lord. Whether God is really, whether Jesus is really Lord over your life or are you going to, because he hasn't worked your way, are you going to put God to the back? Or this year you decided you're going to be steadfast. You're going to really be faithful. You're going to da 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 the first sign of a challenge or the first sign that something doesn't go your way, what's your response? That will reveal where your heart is. Somebody say, I need patience. A, a couple of quotes from my study. It says, patience is persevering towards a goal, enduring trials, or expectantly waiting for a promise to be fulfilled. Patience is something that is proactive in nature. Patience is something that is proactive in nature. It requires your full involvement. Patience is not passive. Patience requires your full involvement and attention. It's very much like putting the car brakes on to slow yourself down so that you can gain the necessary perspective required to move forward. So something has happened. There's nothing wrong with you slowing down to gain perspective so that you can move forward. What patience would not be doing is making you idle, making you give up on what is a God-given vision. Patience is not you being idle. Patience, I love this, this um, quote, is like putting the car brakes on to slow yourself down so you can gain the necessary perspective required to move forward at full speed once again. So yeah, something happened. Ooh, I gotta hit my brakes. Your service to God, your diligence to God is, is based on whether you get it in your own time or whether you trust in his divine timing. Let's look at some scripture again. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. 
Romans chapter 12, verse 12. How are you guys finding this word? It's not exactly exciting, is it? But it's a real word. If you are going to be one that achieves your goals, you have need of patience. You have need of patience. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. It says, uh, the writer is letting them know the things that they, they should be doing. But verse 12, it says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. A lack of patience will cause you to just abort your vision. The writer is saying here that you need to rejoice in hope. But while you're rejoicing in hope, you also need to be patient in tribulation and then continue in prayer. Sometimes we have hope. We want to pray, but we're not patient. So because we're not patient, we don't have endurance in prayer. We don't endure. We don't wait to see. Job said, I, I'm going to wait till my change comes. How many of you have the have cultivated this virtue of patience, waiting to see the change you want to see happen? So yes, you may have hope, you may pray, but you need patience. You need patience. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. Patience will complement your faith. Hebrews chapter 10, let's go from verse, verse 32, it says, but recall the former days, recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings. Partly while you were made a spectacle, both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of patience. You have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the, of the soul. What's he saying? He's saying when you first got saved, you were able to endure shame. Like when people tell you, oh, you're crazy for believing. You were like, whatever, call me crazy then. I still believe. He was saying to the, to, to the, to the audience that he was writing to, when you first got saved, when you first, you went through trials. You went through, in fact, you even identified with those that were also being treated badly for the sake of the gospel. Like, because you had a hope that was beyond the earth realm. The Bible says, because they knew they had a better and enduring possessions for themselves in heaven. It was eternity kept them going on the earth. They did not let 
temporary circumstances cause them to uh, negate on their eternal life. Are you with me? He then says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence that has great reward for you have need of endurance. You have need of patience. Why? Because he knows that if you don't hold on to your confidence, if you don't use patience, you will throw away your confidence. You will throw away your, your profession, what you're believing for. Because he says this, he says, you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. A lot of times there, are, there's, there's, there can be a gap between after you've obeyed and when you receive the promise. Anybody ever uh, uh, lived in the reality of that? It's like, okay, I thought this is what I had to do, but then I haven't received what it is that I'm supposed to even get. But in between that, your faithfulness to God is what your test is what will testify of you. Let me put it like this to you: the 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 um, three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, bow down. We ain't gonna bow. This is like Wonders version. Go read the <laughs> the full script, okay? Bow down. We ain't gonna bow. Bow down, we ain't gonna bow. King comes, bow down, we're not gonna bow. First of all, he says, our God will save us. Even if he doesn't, we still won't bow. They said the right thing. You would think that because, you know, that happened, it don't take God anything to open up the windows of heaven and cause it to rain like a storm and quench, right? If you were God, wouldn't you just let rain fall? and quench the furnace? Anybody ever think about that? Because they were obedient. You just want to do one quick. But yo, <laughs> I wonder what they were thinking as they kept getting closer to the, the furnace. But these men had made up in their mind, our God will deliver us. Even if he doesn't, we still won't bow. That's enduring faith. That's having faith and patience in the, in, in the face of this difficulty. Having internal and external control in the face of difficulty. The Bible says you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, I find that a lot of people fail and falter at this point because to them, I have fulfilled all righteousness. Where's the reward? Where is the reward? But he says, you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. This reminds me of Hebrews chapter six, where he says you need faith and patience to inherit the promise. And then he says, for yet a little while, he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. If anyone draws back, what will make you draw back this year? What will you hear that will cause you to be like, oh, no, actually, maybe, maybe that's not, no, that I'm not doing that anymore. I give up. I can't be bothered. If at any point in any of your dreams, in any of your goals, you get to the point where you're like, you can't be bothered, you got to check whether you really wanted it. Whether you were really willing to pay the price 
to get that very thing. Because patience is part of the price that you pay. But then it says, but we're not of those who draw back to perdition, but those who believe to the saving of you. So until you see the outcome you want, you actually should not give up. Until you come into the outcome that you and God had agreed on, it's not yet over. You have need of patience. You have need of, I have need of patience. Let's look at James again, chapter five. James chapter five, verse seven, it says, therefore be patient. Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Do you know that one of the reasons that people may miss the first coming of the Lord is because of impatience? Like, oh, he's been saying he's coming. And when there is no discipline of patience, you can become loose. So the very things that you're supposed to be doing, you can just throw it out the door and become, uh, uh, I, don't, I want to use the word lax. And think, oh, I can just go ahead and just do, you know, like the five, um, the, the, the wise versions and the foolish versions. The, the Bible says that the bridegroom delayed. They all fell asleep. Well, five of them could afford to fall asleep. The other five couldn't. Because five of them had extra oil and the others did. What you do in your wait will determine whether you are waiting patiently or not. The, the patient time, the time to exercise your patience is a time of preparation. You know, that scripture says, let patience have its entire work in you so that you can be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. For example, um, there's a testimony of a, a couple in Salem. I believe they're in America. They wanted children, right? They hadn't had children for a while. And they waited, they had, they had been prophesied that they were going to have twins. And years, I don't want to uh, make up the amount of years, but it was a significant amount of years went by. And during that time, what did they do? They bought clothes for their baby. They had their room set up. They used that time to prepare themselves. Are you with me? So that when they received their children, because they did, I actually saw the kids, they're so cute. When they received their children, it wasn't then time they were going to start reading on parenting books or buying clothes. They had that. So their patience, in, patience is also actually an example of your faith. What you do, what you endure. That endurance shows that you believe. If you don't endure, you will give up, which shows that there is no faith there. Are you with me? Endurance is part of it. It says, okay, therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how a farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. Waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. Faith and patience can be seen as like farming. When you sow a seed in the ground, 
It's not that day that you're going to receive your harvest, but you need patience in the process, knowing that because you've sowed good seed in good soil, something's going to come forth. Can you believe that the vision God has given you, the prayers you're praying, the scriptures you're reading, everything you're doing is good seed being sown in good ground, but you're still going to require patience before you see your harvest. It says that they wait patiently until they receive the early and the latter rain. You also must be patient. You also must be patient. Establish your heart for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Obviously, there is a context to this, but I'm also using it for your life goals. Establish your heart in the things that God has said concerning your year, concerning your life. I always say to uh, uh, people now, uh, you know, it's actually a year of your life. You're not supposed to accomplish your whole entire vision in the year. There is what you're supposed to accomplish this year. So God, help me to know what is for this season and this time, but I'm not supposed to be like fulfilled. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not supposed to live my whole life in one year, but God, everything that has been earmarked for this year, help me to do. Establish your heart in that. And then in verse nine, it says, do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Do you know that the prophets in the Old Testament, they prophesied about the Messiah. They spoke about him, but he didn't come in their lifetime. But they declared him, but we're living to see what was spoken. That's going to take some endurance and some patience. And then it says that, indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job. You see the kind of challenges Job went through. Have you read the book of Job? If you haven't read it, surely you've heard the story of Job where, you know, he was a righteous man. He was a, I like to, let me say it properly. He was rich and righteous, praise Jesus. Now wrong with his life. He was rich and righteous. But. He goes through so much trials. His friends are not helping. His wife is not helping. To the point where he starts speaking, he's almost like coming to a place of self-righteousness and speaking against God almost like wondering why would, why would God allow this? And a lot of times when we become impatient is because we're like, why would God do this to me? How many have ever had that? Why would God, why would God do this to me mentality? Why me, God? Why me? No, okay, that makes sense now. Yesterday I had a thought, like instead of why me, say try me. Like, like actually tr like try me because God will not put on you more than you can bear. God will not put on you more than you can bear. So when something is coming, instead of you saying, why me? Know that the trying of your faith is producing patience and patience will let patience have its entire work in you. It's there to develop you. What are you developing? I, uh, a, a, a friend of mine, her best friend passed away. Uh, one of her best friends passed away. And I saw an interview she did with her husband and she was speaking about how as painful as the passing of her best friend was, she also knew that God 
has produced a, a level of faith on the inside of her to believe even for the resurrection of the dead, to believe God for healing now. There is something on the inside of her that's like, this cannot happen again on my watch. You can either allow the enemy to make you sing, or that's not the right song, or why me? Uh, did I make you sing a sad song? Or you can be like, God, I know that the word of God says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even my faith. I know you will not put more on me than I can bear because you know I can overcome this. You're trusting me with this. What is the key? Switching your mindset, allowing patience. You can slow down your brakes, gain the right perspective, gain God's perspective, and then keep moving. Are you with me? As opposed to allowing obstacles that are meant to be stepping stones, if you let them stop you. It says, look at Job. You've heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. Because by the time you get to the end of Job's story, yes, he went through a hard time, but it was a moment in his life. And what happened, the restoration and the recompense he had afterwards was phenomenal. Are you with me? So we need to develop patience. You need to run the race of 2022 with patience. And that's not passive patience. That's not procrastination. That is one, having internal and external control to not let the enemy cause you to change your confession or to cause you to change your devotion to God. Secondly, you need endurance. That endurance to be able to say, you know what, even though this is a tough time, I'm going to endure. I'm going to endure. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to push because I know what is ahead of me. Are you with me? You need patience because patience will allow you to keep your consistency and your fervor in God, to not cause you to turn back and draw back. To say, you know what, a closed door doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that it's a, a closed door doesn't mean that it's completely shut off to me. I just need to figure out what's the key. Patience will allow you to be solution orientated instead of panic. The door is shut, okay? But I'm supposed to go in. So how do we get this door open? Patience is solution orientated. Panic is like, put a hand on my head, roll on the floor, pity party. So you're going to go through challenges. Your emotions are not going to be always aligned to, you know, emotions are real, but emotions should not dictate. They should, uh, 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 I, I would say, Emotions are indicators, but they should never be dictators. So yes, something bad happens that is a challenge to the goal that you want. Your emotions may show you, I'm not happy about this, but you're not supposed to let your emotions dictate your actions. Take a moment. What's God's perspective on this? Align with God's perspective, receive instruction, and then forge ahead. You have need. If there's anything I believe our generation needs is endurance. We need backbone. You need to be able to endure. Uh, um, Paul said to Timothy, 
to endure hardship as a good soldier. I know we say when you, we tell you about the blessing, but if you're actually going to be real in life, God never, Jesus never told you that you're not going to go through things. Look at, look at the journey to the promised land. Did they go through beaches? They were like, oh yeah, let's just go on suntan as we go to the, they went through the wilderness. Okay. Jesus himself to get to glory went through the cross. Jesus said to the disciples, in this life, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. If they hated me, they're going to hate you. Jesus actually said, we don't read that part of the Bible. You should. So that when things come up, you're not surprised. I really feel like we'll be like, oh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. And we quote those scriptures. And then we have an opportunity to wrestle. And we're like, whoa, where'd that come from? Why, why is that? It's time for you to use your weapons. Second Timothy chapter two. Verse one. The Bible says, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who are also able to teach others. You therefore must endure. Remember another word for endure is patience, right? You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself in the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also if anyone competes in athletics, he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hard of the crops. Consider what I say and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Basically saying every one of them had to go through a process. If a soldier, a soldier can be like, oh my God, the battle line is so hard. You weren't going to play ping pong. You're a soldier. Imagine going to war and be like, they're shooting. Oh my goodness. They're, what? What did you think? That's what actually happened in the World War. Remember, where people were enlisted for the army, but they didn't really know what it was going to be like. Y'all you, did history, right? The young boys like enlisting for the army, they didn't really know what it was. So it was a shock to them. After the first war, the second war, you, you should kind of know what's going on. Yes. So the soldier, and also even the, the, the athlete is saying, the athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. You don't make up the rules of life. So you can't, you can't be like, God, I just want, I just want a stress-free life. That's nice. But guess what? You already been told there's gonna be hardship. There's going so you need to like align yourself to that. I'm not saying expect it necessarily as your outcome, but know that it's going. It's 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 part of your process. Count it. Imagine it says count it all joy when you fall when you go through different trials, knowing that the testing. It's your mindset concerning what you're going through that will determine your outcome. Counted all joy. 
The same scripture says, in, in all things, give thanks. Because without endurance, when the enemy comes as he does, because in Matthew 7, the wise and the foolish, they both have the same thing. The storm will come, the wind will blow, the rain will fall. But once you know you're building your life on God, on truth, on firm foundation, even when all those things happen, you're standing. Are you with me? Very, 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 very important. So yes, faith is needed. We started that by saying, when we started off this series, saying you need to believe that what you actually want to achieve is possible. But to complement that, you need patience. You have need of patience so that you don't give up. So you don't throw in the towel. So you're not waiting for another 31st of December to write your goals out again so you can believe again. The magic is not in the change of date. Date is in the disciplines and the mindset that you have. It's in believing in the grace of God so that you can actually be those that inherit the promise through faith and patience. Amen. Has this been helpful? How do you cultivate that patience? That's a good one to ask. How do we cultivate patience? I asked my own question. <laughs> Colossians chapter one. Colossians chapter one. Colossians chapter one from verse nine, the word of the Lord says, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And then it says this, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy. You can actually ask the Lord to help you to be patient. That's one of the things, whatever we lack in God, we can ask. Just as you can ask for wisdom, you can ask for patience. But practically, things to do, practically things to do. First thing you see God, Jesus do, whenever there was a situation, he always spoke to God first. Because the presence of God has a stealing, S-T-I-L-L-I-N-G is what I mean. Um, not steal, but stealing, has a stealing, calming effect. Remember, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, the shalom of God, and joy in the Holy Ghost. When, when Tony said you have to con be in continuous prayer throughout one of that is you need to pray about your emotions. You have to pray about the state of you. You see, when you are in shalom, you, we're believers. We live from the inside out. If you do not have the, 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 the peace of God resident in you, when things happen on the outside, they will shake you on the inside. But if you know that you are actively living and cultivating relationship with God, building up a place where you have the shalom of God, even in the midst of the storm, even if you were sleeping like Jesus was in the midst of the storm, you can wake up 
and speak because you are not allowing the outside to frame your inside. You are allowing the inside to frame your outside. So cultivating the atmosphere of peace. You don't wait till then. You cultivate that. Being a person, learning, knowing how to be still before God, knowing how to engage the presence of God. That's why your fellowship with God is important. That's why your fellowship with God is important. That's why prayer is important because you are, you are going to face the enemy. That's why putting on your whole armor is important. You don't do life alone. You have the person of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You have the person of the Holy Spirit. So cultivating that relationship with him is important. And patience is a fruit of the spirit. So it is in your communion with him, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that you help him. And again, then the Bible says, cast all your anxieties on him. Cast all your cares on him. 1 Peter chapter 5, instead of worrying about it, cast it on him. Being able to, don't be too busy to pray. Like you can, your emotions are telling you you're feeling anxious about something. Take that anxiety, cast it. God, this is happening right now and I'm concerned about it. I need your shalom. I feel like my peace has been taken, but that thing is too small to have power to take my peace because you are my peace. You are my shalom. Therefore, I speak shalom over my mind, shalom over my heart, shalom over my emotions. You speak to your inside first and then you say, God, what is the wisdom here? You consult with the spirit of God. You cast all your anxieties on him. Philippians chapter four says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And then the next verse in verse, is Philippians, uh, Philippians chapter four, verse six, verse seven, then says, and the God of peace and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. That's what you want. Because what impatience does is tries to frazzle you to bring anxiety. Are you with me? So casting, casting, don't, don't pretend it's not there. One of the things that really irks me is when people pretend you can, your emotions are dictating, no, your emotions are indicating that there is an issue here. Don't ignore it. Don't let it dictate, but don't ignore it. Bring it to God. Cast your care on him. Receive the shalom of God. And then look at the situation. What is within your control? What can you do something about? Because most of the times we focus so much on what is outside of our control that that's what causes us to spin off as opposed to dealing with what we actually have control over right there and then, and then begin to speak to the one whose hand is in control of everything about the things we don't have control about. Usually when you begin to deal with the things you can have control about. So for example, Real Talk, um, the worship night, we hired uh, uh, drums. The drummer, the, 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 the drum kit was meant to be delivered at six o'clock. By the time we got there, the drum wasn't delivered. Terrible communication. It was a wow. Other things were happening. I did not have time to focus on drums that were not there and I had no control over. When there were things there that I could actually walk on. Are you with me? 
that would help us actually get. But many times we focus on what is not within our control and that ends up taking so much space out of our mind and gets us in so much anxiety when there are things within our reach that we can control. So one, pray, cultivate the stealing effect and, and, and cast your cares upon God and all that. That's good. But then after you've prayed, you need to utilize wisdom. Lord, what, is, what are my next steps? What is within my control? What can I actually do? What are you empowering? Because once you, uh, someone said the way you um, eat an elephant, don't know who eats elephants, but the way you eat an elephant is by taking one bite at a time. Are you with me? So what is within my control? What are my next steps? What are my next steps? Who am I going to speak to? Who do I need to engage with? Who do I need to partner with? Are you with me? Practicing patience. You need to practice patience. Maybe sometimes, maybe you wanna, instead of using microwave, you might wanna hit up your food <laughs> on the, on the on the gas cooker on the stove just to like practice patience because our world teaches us impatience drive through food everything within the, your fingertips and so we don't know what it is to be patient to wait on the lord final scripture i'll give you tonight and i want you to make this separate god help me to be an imitator of those who through faith and patience receive the promise Psalm 27, verse 13 to 14 says, I would have lost heart unless I believed that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living, faith. Next verse, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. You've got to be someone that learns to wait on the Lord because you trust the Lord. Because you trust the Lord. Because you trust the Lord. You trust that he that says he will come, will come and will not tarry. You trust the timing of the Lord, that you know that his timing is perfect. Yes. Very, very, very important lessons that we need if we're going to be those that achieve our life goals, if we're going to be those that don't give up on what it is that we want to achieve this year. All right. So we've done believe, we've done uh, courage, we've done prayer, we've done. Um, be willing to change. And then we've done uh, today patience. These are tips. It's not exhaustive, but these are the ones that God would have me uh, uh, share with you. Have I missed any out? Wisdom. Um, these are the things God will have me share with you that you need to achieve your life goals. I encourage you to listen back over them, but listen with the intent to apply. Listen with the intent to apply listen to, with the intent to apply every time you hear god's word you listen with the intent to apply so that it can actually do you good make up your mind 
that this year, the things that you believe God for, the things that you have sat down, the things that God have said about you and for you to achieve will be done. But you need to utilize this thing. Patience doesn't stop you from doing it. It causes you to retain your peace, gain perspective so you can forge further ahead. I pray for you that you will be an imitator of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise and that patience will have its perfect work in you so that you will be complete and entire, lacking nothing in the name of Jesus. That as you step into all that God has for you, you will be the right fit. You will not, you will not come up short because you've been processed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you guys.